cliffcentral.com. Hello, good day, good welcome. Hello, 16th of November. It is The Bounce Show right here on cliffcentral.com. With me, Ben Kopinski. Great to have you here. I know it's not the easiest week or the easiest day to talk about sport because, you know, rugby is a big deal for me. Rugby means a lot to South Africans and hosting a Rugby World Cup would obviously mean a whole deal as well. Uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen in our lifetimes. I don't mean to be that guy, but I'm going to be it because if um, four times in a row now, the South Africans have bid for this. And I think there's always been a good bid because the country has got everything you need for a Rugby World Cup. But four times in a row now, World Rugby or ILB, whatever they have been known or are known as, they said, uh, no, no. Computer says no, and that is how it is. But we're going to move swiftly along from that today because there's something that's very exciting that's going on in SA right now. In Swanee at the High Performance Center, a place that I hold very dear to my own heart because I think it does so much for local athletes and sports stars developing and becoming something special. And the Premier Skills... Now, this is a organization that do incredible things around the world as far as developing referees and coaching talent. Premier Skills are currently in Swanee, and uh, a guy by the name of Graham Robson is going to join us shortly. Now, what they do, because there's no point in me telling Graham what he does. So while Jane gets Graham on the line, Jane, we're not winning there. No. Well, hang on a second. Hang on a sec. Jane, Jane, I, I haven't got your microphone on. I'm sorry. Okay. Jane, let's just get a little update here what's going on. Uh, yes, Jane. No answer for number one. Should we try number two? Let's let's just try Graham um, one more time. Okay. Graham's like the big deal here, Jane. Okay, who's the big deal? Graham. Okay. So when you when he says hello, you say hi, Graham. Big deal. <laughs> but I've been trying to call him. Like he's not answering his phone. Okay. Well, look. It's going to be quite tricky, but this interview I want to try guess. Sorry, Jane. If you can c- carry on, otherwise, see you yeah. Okay. okay. Now, look, it's a bit of a shot in the dark here. Graham is currently coaching. Now, Graham is involved very much with the Premier Skills. The Premier Skills, together with the Premier League and the British Council, put together this amazing development program where they got all around the world. So Graham is one of the head, head honchos around here. He teaches coaches to get to another level. He makes sure refereeing stands up there. So he's out there current in the field. I'm going to try it again. It's a bit of a long shot, but I really want to chat to this guy today. Because the fact that there is such an organization like this in the world is amazing. The fact that it's here in SA, because after Bafana Bafana failed to get through to the World Cup again. Again, there's a lot of negative stories around um, SA sport right now and not a lot of hope. So the reason I wanted to bring Graham onto the show today and chat about Premier Skills is that there is hope. There really is. And there is development happening. Most importantly, it's about developing what is going to develop our talent, if you know what I'm getting at here. We often look at the players and we often think like, you know, if only our players were better, we've got talent. There's no doubting that. We've got talent. So that's not the issue. But how are we developing our talent? That is the big issue here. And so often we always forget about that. Like, there's no point in having 100 kids that can play football, 100 kids that can play rugby, and they're really amazing. If we've got no one to guide them through the different steps and the different phases, then we have no hope in ever for that talent to mature to the next level. So um, that is kind of where I'm going with this. Jane, it looks like there is um, some activity. Jane, what have we got? He's not answering his phone, Ben. It's not at all, huh? Okay. Let's try... Let's try a Yeah. 
that is my producer jane she really is she is my rock in in this world without her i don't know where i'd be so our other guest today is uh well it's someone who i haven't actually met yet in the flesh his name is boa bosch now we chat over instagram he's a fellow drone enthusiast but an all-around great guy and the reason I want to chat to him today is because last week on the show, we spoke about the Bright Rock Players' Choice Awards. So it's a really great progressive new rugby event, if I do say so myself, where you as a rugby fan, as a rugby person, can become involved in the voting process of voting for the Players' Choice of the Year Award winner person. Now, what it is, is that, um, just to quickly run you through the candidates here, we'll pick this up with Bo when he does come in, but Sio Kalisi is one of the candidates, along with Sierra Sanatla, Cohen Bosch, Francois Fenter, and Courtney Scorsan. Now, all of these players have a celebrity partner. Now, what the celebrity partner is trying to do is to get a whole bunch of votes. So if this player wins, 50,000 rand from Brightrock goes to a charity of their choice. Now, Bo's charity of choice is the Lift of N Rugby Development Academy. So 50 grand that we can potentially, at the end of this show, develop. And that 50 grand will go towards rugby development. So we're going to find out more about that. I think, uh, Jane, we're going to give us probably about two, three minutes, huh? There's no, there's no one answering. Did you tell them that you're going to call them? <laughs> I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? <laughs> Just send them a message and say, you know what, Jane, she's been trying to call you and you don't answer your phone. Jane, yes. I, I definitely told them. I've got an entire email thread about this or is going to happen. Because it's 011. I don't know. No, they're cell numbers. So let me try to calls in again and see. Alright, so if you're ever wondering how difficult is it to make a radio show slash podcast, this can happen to you. I mean, and I stand here and I act all like, you know, oh yeah, keep, keep going. Jane, thank you. Carry on, do what you can do. Um, but hey, the second guest in this whole mix is actually here right now. Uh, so I suppose we should just cut to that. We'll get back to the premier skills. Like I said, it's a really, really fantastic uh, initiative so we can get back to that later on in the show and oh wait Jane has given me the thumbs up Jane who we got can I put you through for Ben Jane such a pro in five minutes in five minutes because he was so ready to speak to us now <laughs> Ben <laughs> uh, this, this, is, this is priceless it really is okay Jane I'm going to bring the next guest in All right. So Premier Skills, we'll get back to that. And Jane, let's just say 20 minutes. Jane, cool on that. 20 minutes. Oh, that's okay. You know what? And, and this is, this is also the worst thing about hosting a show. You bring a guest in, you want to impress them with how professional you are. What an amazing show that you, you do run here. And then what happens? Everything goes to shit. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm not going to take it too personally. So in the studio with us today, we've got Boa Bosch. Now, this is a man I've been chatting to on Instagram of all things. A fair amount. That's basically where he met. Yeah. We basically... Why is this not on? Palissa? Mic one. Mic, how is that mic one? I can't even do the maths for that right now. <laughs> one, two. Why, two why, why is the microphone in the corner not mic one? Let me try this one. No, no, this you, one. no that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> one of those days. It's on. It, it, it's it, so cool to meet you, dude. It really is on. It's yeah, so it's, strange. It's like when you when you talk to someone forever online, and it's like this is like a first date, dude. Well, it's also the start of the show because we definitely edit in the first ten minutes of the show. <laughs> and it's going terribly. That's awesome. But yeah, we I think we we met over Twitter. 
Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Like, I remember back when social media was a big part of everyone's life and before it became this hate sewer of people spewing crap all over the place. And people actually liked, you know, they used to have tweet ups. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's like these Instagram, like, do you still do those? Meet. No. No. I, I didn't go to any of them, but I knew that I, happened. I only used Twitter to, to get offended. Like, I wake up in the morning and I, I had a good night's rest and I'm like, Something's missing. I haven't been offended. Yeah. Then I go online. There we go. Now I'm fixed for the day. Like that's all social media is good for these days. 20 seconds later, I'm offended and I can now start my day on the back foot. Exactly. Cause no, <laughs> get back in a bed, find the wrong side. Yes, I'm trying something new. Vitamins are not working anymore. I'm trying, I'm trying to take some more offense for people. Well, I'm so glad you can make it through because as you can see, having guests on the phone, I, I, I don't like. There's I know. So many things can go wrong. It's unpersonal. It's but so here you are in person with your lovely mustache. It's like 2001. Do you, do you grow a full mustache all year or are you I, the last guy on earth doing November? I was actually born with a, no one believes this, but I was like a medical, South Africa has got an amazing medical history. The first heart transplant, the first penis transplant. And I was born with a mustache. Like Raleen Strauss, another example of our medical history. She was the first in Afrikaans, like a proof based barber. I don't know what you call it. She was like Kiss a- you, baby. Yeah, is that it? Probably. Sounds offensive, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> then, then it must be right. So she was the first. So I'm, I'm the, I was like a baby born with a, with a mustache. And it was, um, I'm still keeping it today. I, I shaved this morning. That's why it's still looking like, like Magnum PI. So it's something I, I grow. It's, it's very, I'm a massive fan of Andre Standard. I don't know if you know. Andre oh, it's Standard. one of my favorite movies. Dude, Thomas Jane was the only guy to get the South African accent right. Yeah. yeah. But that story, he's my favorite anti-hero of like, of a, uh, apparently like, he was a bit of a doist in real yeah, life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like, did, like the movie made him seem like quite a legend. <laughs> Apparently Thank you. It was just a common yeah. Kempton Park tour. I I did a lot of research recently because I the one of the one of the guys still alive, one of the three, and um, yeah, I, uh, he's the uh, guy Hale, uh, something. Uh, Christy yeah. Hale? No, what's his? He, he um, was in prison. He came out like a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he, in the movie, he was the quiet, silent, yes. mysterious type, not the small yeah, guy yeah. with the. Got but shot I contacted up. him because I started my own podcast, and um, yep, I'm marketing my own stuff on the show. Oh yeah. So um, most of the I want to get him on the show just to because uh, that story is fascinating, dude. What they the way they pulled off. I mean, they rob a bank, and then the same day. Andre would go back to investigate the yeah, robbery. He would. And sometimes he would then rob it after that. Because <laughs> he would see, oh, there's more cash. I'm, you know what? How do you want to know how great that movie Stunder is? And it's, it's phenomenal. It's a, I've got, I've got the DVD, which is like saying I've got the VHS <laughs> yeah, like that's 10 horrible. years ago. You should you could just cut that out. But apparently that it's, it's typical Hollywood. Let's spice it up. But apparently the ending is not correct. Like he, he didn't drive over no, in a moving. Sure. It's a traffic light. He goes over a red light. He gets pulled over. He gets shot dead. Apparently in real life it didn't happen like that. It happened. You didn't get killed by a car blanche presenter is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Cause I also didn't believe that. It happened at his, at his like flat, I think, where he was like trying to escape. I don't know, but it's not as, apparently it's not as the, as the movie. But who, but not as if Hollywood movies are there. Well, that's kind of it. I was recently in Rwanda and apparently Hotel Rwanda is also a terrible movie. <laughs> it should be called Hotel Pratia Inn. That's yeah. real. Hotel what Formid- were you doing in Rwanda? Oh, I went to a cricket match. Like, yeah, I was, I was DJing a cricket match in Rwanda. Who was playing? Like celebrity teams. Oh, I'm out of mystery myself. It's not just you. <laughs> but no, the, look, stories aside, cause I'm pretty sure we could talk all day on that kind of stuff. But the real reason I, w- I wanted to get you in this yeah. week, um, was because of the Bright Rock Players Choice Awards. Yeah. Are you involved? Are you going to be there? Yeah. I'm talking about right now. Are you so the that, MC? Therefore I'm involved. I wish I was the MC. <laughs> that's like, that's a proper gig. You should tell Alma. I'll tell her. Alma. You think Alma's gonna, Alma's gonna not MC a gig so I can? 
good point. <laughs> yeah, like that's going to happen. So um, you are one of the celebrities who are involved in a player. Yeah. As I was saying at the start of the show, before we then waited 10 minutes without phoning someone, um, the fans' choice category. So if you go onto Facebook, the Players' Choice Awards, so at facebook.com forward slash Players' Choice Awards, five players. Your player is Francois Fenter. Yep. And just to give a background, your association here, this, yeah. this is basically motivation why you must go and vote right now. Hey guys, my name is Bird Bosch. Some of you might not know me, that is okay, I do not know you either. But I'm kind of a big deal in the rugby community. I was in 95, the ball boy that caught the ball that Joel Stransky kicked over to win, to win the match. So that's kind of just to sum up the kind of talent that I have. I was there that day, I was the X Factor in why we won in 95. But enough about me. I'm here today to give my support to Franz Fenter. Um, some of you might know him as an exceptional rugby player, but I know him from the male modeling community. We were both male models at a time, right after high school. And we both got scouted. He got scouted off a runway. He was promoting a new bootleg gene that's coming out in the free state in a few weeks. And uh, right before um, the gene was supposed to go public, they, uh, they gave him a contract to go play rugby. And I just kept on modeling. So um, we're still friends today, and I support him fully. He was nominated by uh, uh, for the Bright Rock Fans Choice Player of the Year, and um, I support him, not just his modeling career, but also his professional sports career. And um, if you could support him like me, that'll be awesome, and I'll, uh, I'll maybe let you one day touch the ball that I caught, that Joel Stransky kicked over. So there's a prize for you. And we're also supporting Lift the Ven. Francois is behind Lift the Ven. Um, we can win 50,000 Rand for Lift the Ven and uh, do a flipper cool project to uplift some kids in rural areas that want to get involved in sports but um yeah that's it from me Bert Bosch and Francois Fenter right so uh Francois Fenter but we we got to put this on hold at the moment and I know I mean like I'm a, I'm a pretty terrible host because I've, I've invited you in here to talk about this but I've got to put you on hold because we're back on with premier skills let's go let's go well, like not right now, because <laughs> no. Jane's not phoning. Okay, so what I was trying to say at the start of the show, and my, you know my intentions are always so pure on this show, is that I, I love sports development, mm. mostly because it's the most innocent, pure, and genuine thing in sport. Because if you look at administrators, all these other old men, they always skew everything. So I'd like to think that we can do amazing things mm. when we get into sports development. So, Jane, have we got, um, we got Graham on the line? Yes. Yes, this is Graham. Graham, hi. Hi, Ben Karpinski here, the Bounce Show on cliffcentral.com. Thanks so much for your time today. No problem at all. Now, Graham, you are very much the man of the moment when it comes to the Premier Skills. You are in Shawana at the moment at the High Performance Center. Now, as a, as a sports person, I kind of feel a little bit ashamed that this is the first week of my life that I found out about Premier Skills. But you guys have been in 29 countries to date. You've influenced and upskilled 17,715 coaches and counting, along with referees. This has got to be the dream job for someone who wants to firstly give back to sport and secondly develop it for its true potential. Without a doubt. Um, it's, I'm, I'm very fortunate to travel all over the world, not just South Africa, that we deliver this program in. Um, but it's key for us that we uh, impact knowledge or impart knowledge on community coaches who can go back into their communities and pass on skills within their communities. Well, it, it is such an amazing thing because talent is, is world over. You take kids who love a sport and they want to get involved, just put time onto that and you will get a good player. The difficult thing is developing this. So what, what does a week like this week entail for the coaches who have been identified and who are able to benefit from your amazing coaching for the week? So what we do is we um, identify, um, we, we've run this program in uh, 
three cities or three areas within South Africa. So we've run one course in Durban, we've run one course in Cape Town, and we're now running a course in Pretoria. So what we look for is we look to identify coaches with no qualifications who actually have uh, or work for an organization that has grassroots uh, contact. Um, so a lot of NGOs, but we partner with SAFA and they identify some people as well. Um, and the week itself is a seven-day course. And the first two days is all about us um, delivering some sessions to them. But we don't just stay out on the, tra- on the training pitch. We do classroom activities about planning, preparing, and implementing the session. We talk about what a good coach looks like, why you're a role model. And then we give them a, a whole um, a range of different coaching sessions, passing, dribbling, attacking, and defending. Um, then on day three, the roles are reversed slightly. They deliver some sessions with players to start with. Um, and then yesterday, they actually delivered as an individual to the rest of their small group. So we are assessing right away. Um, so it's key for us that we start identifying personalities, personality traits, and people, or giving people skills so that when they go back to their community, we are comfortable that they can then deliver these sessions uh, comfortably um, with knowledge and support from other people that may have been on the course with them. Okay, so now you talk about the people who are on the course as well. Now, staying within the system, I see as well that you first came, Premier Skills first came to South Africa in 2013, and some of the people who were involved in that stage of development there are now also giving back to the current participants. Is this something that's really really important within the system? That that is key. Um, So what we do is we ran a full four phases on the previous course. So we ran uh, 2013, 14, 15, 16. Um, and it was a four-phase area, so we are starting to identify um, coach trainers. So what happens is we start with a large number, so we capacity build the start, so we're actually giving skills to a lot of coaches, but not all of those coaches go on to phase two. Then again, we have a whittling down process when they go from phase two to phase three, and then finally we'll actually identify some coach trainers who will then support our program going forward. Um, not just when we are here, but also in the communities and supporting coaches and identifying people who could potentially go on and, and, and work or, or do courses for staffer. Those people are, have, have had extensive training, and for us, we believe that they can support us. So in, in the past, we used to bring over four English coaches. Now we only bring over two English coaches, and we actually utilize the coach trainers who have been to the full um, four phases of the previous course um, to actually impart knowledge locally and on the ground, because I think that's key. They have faced some obstacles where they may have um, found that the session didn't work or they may have had a, con- a, a trouble engaging with the school. So they can actually impart knowledge with the new participants to say, this is how we got over it, this is how we got around it, we've been creating a full pattern of being different. So it's key to us to have local uh, on-the-ground knowledge. And we also have staff with us during the whole week, and they are sort of the custodians of the qualifications, so hopefully by the end of the week, all of our participants who have been on this course will actually receive a CAFTI uh, license qualification. That is fantastic. Now, with all development programs, I think the one question always comes out is that how are people managing to stay the course? So it's all great. This week is brilliant. People are going to learn things. The real sort of, um, you know, test comes through is how people are going to be involved in this. You are also in charge of identifying certain clubs that you can partner with in all the regions that you go to. Uh, Bitvest Fits, for instance, from a surfing perspective, is heavily involved. What, what do you look for in a club or a franchise that could ho- hopefully help in this process and take it forward? Um, it's not really a, 
I, I think when you're looking to identify coach educators, um, you are actually looking for personalities. You're looking for people who can engage. Um, so it's not necessarily an organization. What we may fear is that a, an organization may have someone within their structure who could support development going further, uh, further forward in South Africa. So when we leave um, at the end of a phase four, all of the coach edu- educators or uh, coach trainers who have come through the program and have qualified at a phase one level, uh, 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 a key phase one level, they can actually go into the community to li- deliver this course that we deliver um, by themselves. So there's support from the British Council because the British Council are our main partner when it comes to on-the-ground delivery and on-the-ground practice. Um, so they support all of these coaches, coach trainers, um, from stage one. So from phase one all the way through, it is important that British Council have their contact details, um, stay in touch with them, and if there's any investment, um, it gets, uh, gets given out to the organizations or to individuals to actually go out and deliver. But there has to be a proof of, uh, of work that they have achieved or fulfilled. Right. Now, Graham, do you believe that the world over, obviously, there's only so much that you guys can do as an organization. I mean, when I go through the figures again, you have a lot of stuff online as well. 6.5 million people have already accessed your content alone. But do you believe worldwide that not enough focus goes into developing coaches? Even like, you know, when you're in school, it's all about playing sport. Obviously, you play sport as a kid. That's a great thing. But do you think more can be done to kind of show people that, look, there is a future for coaching. There is a future for refereeing. And if that were to be taking place at a much earlier stage, the sport itself would be better off. Without a doubt. And I, you know, I may not have mentioned so far that during this week, we have also got a referees course running. So we have got two ex-Premier League referees who are running a course uh, for 23 new referees. So it's a holistic approach. And we're making sure that we're not just affecting the coaching side, because it's key that you also have referees. So the referees are also going through their courses slightly shorter, Ours is a seven-day course, theirs is a four-day course. So it is key that we, we, we engage a whole in, a spectrum of the community. And, and it's not to say you have to be the best coach in the world to become a coach trainer. It's, it's traits that you have as, you know, how you engage people, how you react to people. But I think coaching and coach education fit hand in hand. And we need to make sure that we, across the world, develop as many coaches as we can because... If I, if I was to come over here and run this course and I just worked with 20 children, I would only impart knowledge on 20 children. Yeah. If I worked with 20 coaches, you times that by 500 because most of these coaches are delivering four or five sessions a week, four or five different age groups, four or five different uh, teams. All of a sudden, that number can just grow and spiral. And it's not just about coaching. It's about we, we try and teach people there's a difference in, in ability. There's a difference in understanding and learning. So we're giving them the skills to actually develop people who very often fall out the system because they see them as maybe too too small, not quick enough. And we say very often those players become gems. But we're also giving them life skills. Life skills is key in South Africa. Right. You know, it, it, it's very much in South Africa for me. It, it, it's become that success is about winning. Success is not about developing players. And unfortunately, you can just see what's happened with the South uh, uh, the national team for Fana for Fana, you know, they didn't, uh, didn't qualify for the World Cup. Now, that, that for me is something that we need to make sure that we are supporting staff in that development of coaches who are then going to pass on the good skills to the players who then become the players of the future. 
Well, that's that that fills me with hope because you generally feel that the same old coach is going through here and there and not making a World Cup all the time. And there's a, there's a joke around here: the only chance the fun has got of playing in the World Cup is by hosting it. And you know, you, you, like you, 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 you laugh a couple of times, but after that, you get a bit sad when that becomes more reality than a joke. Graham, I, I know you're yeah. a very busy man this week. Thank you so much time for taking the time off from the pitch right now. And uh, just for, if you know, for aspirant coaches going up or people who maybe just want to know more about it, where's the first port of call to kind of access the premier skills knowledge set that you have online? And and, and what are the kind of yep. first steps to perhaps being involved in future programs? Um, so, future programs, we're obviously running this for phase one. Hopefully, in three years' time, we'll be starting another uh, cohort of three, uh, three phases. Um, so at the moment, there's a, there's a lot of coach, edu- uh, coach trainers that we have um, internally, um, but probably our best link would be to approach staff to find out about localized coaching courses that they may be running in the local football association, um, because we're obviously only here, we come in for a week, and the last thing we want to do is come in, work for a week, and then disappear. So it's key that staff are continuing the learning of, of participants, but We've had some really good conversations this week with some of the staff and instructors saying, you know, we need to make sure that the course is mapped to make sure that our, our, our learners are developing within the staff structure because, as I said before, they are the national government body. So we can't come in and give a qualification right. um, unless we have the, 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 the accreditation through SAFA. So it's good for us that, you know, we, we plug SAFA and we push SAFA because they run some very good coaching courses, um, run along CAF, um, and it's just imparting knowledge and sharing knowledge but people can find all the detail online that is fantastic Graham thanks so much again I think just quite simply thank you for all that work that you're doing around this and uh, I for one I think it's a fantastic setup and I wish you all the best and obviously everyone who you come into contact with this week thank you very much I do appreciate the call cool ciao alright thank you bye that was uh, that was Graham Took a bit of a chance in trying to contact him, and eventually we got him. Good guy. But if you want to find out more about Premier Skills, I, I wrote about this on the TheBounce.ca this week. Um, I put all the details out there. So firstly, it's involved with the Premier League, which I still believe is the most influential league in the world. Say what you want about Champions League winners. La Liga, it's it's sexy, and it's got Ronaldo and Messi. But as leagues go, the Premier League has far more appeal around the world. I really believe so. And uh, they are putting a whole bunch of expertise from that into the Premier Skills program. And with that, countries like South Africa, countries like Myanmar, all the way out there. I mean, can you imagine how well-traveled Graham is? Can you imagine what his passport looks like? But him and his team, they're doing a lot of good stuff. So, um, Bo, back into it, huh? Did you yeah, enjoy that? That was amazing, man. I feel like a failure now. Yeah. <laughs> doing it- nothing for him. <laughs> nothing like that on that scale. But it's exciting to know that there's people doing that. I think we... um. That's one thing I'm passionate about. It's like I'm, I'm a massive rugby fan. Um, I played for South Africa um, <clears throat> when I was in school on the PlayStation. Um, so I've got a background of that. So, so you're actually quite young then if there was PlayStation in high <laughs> exactly, school. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty young. Um, but I'm very passionate about that and I'm, I'm more passionate about the conversation because we don't want to really talk about it in South Africa. I, I feel there's a lot of throwing mud about like um, transformation and um, um, the quota system, quota yeah. what you want. But no one actually just want to sit down and openly talk about what's working, not working. It's just a uh, shouting at each other the whole time. So just by talking about it, that's kind of well, what I'm passionate about. goes back to about being offended on Twitter. Exactly. You want to say transformation. The tone is negative. Everyone starts on a, on a fighting exactly. footing. But that's another reason why... Um, 
you were a key guest today. So, I mean, rugby development, tell us a bit more about Lift Event. Yeah. Uh, we're about to chat to Walton, who's yeah. very much hands-on involved in the trans guy, you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just a little bit of background of what Lift Event is. Uh, it's Afrikaans for uh, Love Wins. And I started it 10 years ago. So and, glad you cleared that up. <laughs> I was in the fence with what it meant. It's okay. I know. I can see I can spot, life. I can spot a homeschooler a mile away. <laughs> Um, I was, uh, I was in varsity 10 years ago. I studied journalism and, um, I wanted to, uh, I worked for the church at the time and I wanted to, to start something that involved everyone. And I have a lot of friends that, that's like atheists and Muslims or whatever, but, and they want to change the world, but they don't want to go on like church outreaches because they don't believe in what churches believe. So I was like, what's the one denominator that everyone has that, that everyone, I know, I know. everyone Hugh, can. Hugh Grant told us about this. It's love. <laughs> well done. Classic you. Hugh Grant taught me a lot of stuff in life. <laughs> You should watch less you grand movies. You well, there, there aren't any more because the guys lost relevance. <laughs> um, so basically, I wanted to start something that that uh, that includes everyone. Um, so and and love is one of those things to sound like a hippie. So uh, we do different. So the model of Lift Event is we we sell products. It's like liftevent.co.za. We sell merchandise. Yeah, you got quite a fancy watch on your wrist there. Yeah, that's that's part of the that's part of the products we're selling. So we cater for different like students, young working. There's different uh, products, and we take. Uh, some of the profits to to uh, finance projects. We can't we can't use all the profits because we have employees that we need to employ, and and so it just it just it it's just. I wish we could use more money. So we basically, but we use that and funds from corporate companies to do different projects. And Walton, uh, Walton runs the thing in uh, the, the sports projects in Transkei where we kind of um, we uh, what do you call it? Developed uh, a few referees there from the teachers there, and it's basically you have to be part of the the rugby program. Um, you have to. So it's about schooling first. You can't play rugby if you're not if you don't if you're not in school. You don't go to classes and giving your homework and stuff like that. Yeah, so we use, the base. so we bribe the kids with the sport. Uh, just to to get an education, and um, uh, yeah, we we funded a few referees. Some of the school teachers getting a referee, basic entry level referee course, um, and coaching skills as well. So uh, Walton Walton left there for a while, and he's more hands on um, with regards to that project. But we we do different kind of things in in Joburg as well. So it's not just uh, sport related, but we're all passionate about sport and how it can unite, and then we want to get behind that. Okay, well, Walton, you with us? Yes, I'm here. I love it. Uh, hello. <laughs> Nailing this into you, huh? Straight away. Great. Doing well. Walton, yeah, hi. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> Yeah. Walton, hi. For the second time today, I introduce myself to the guest. My name is Ben. This is The Bounce Show on Cliff Central. How are you doing? Good on you, Ben. So, now, Bo was saying, because I wanted to get him to talk about this, and he was like, look, I'm not going to do this any justice whatsoever. Yeah. I think he actually had better things to do today, and he was trying to weasel out of this no, interview. No, I swear not. <laughs> so, he said, you're, you're definitely the man. So, you've obviously spent time in the trans guy getting this going. Uh, how yeah. are things going from start? Because obviously these development campaigns um, are very difficult at the beginning because quite simply, you're looking for funding. You're looking to give resources together because you've got kids who want to do things, but you know you can't just have a field and say, well, scatter. You know, like, uh, uh, how's it got in initial stages here? Yeah, so far it's been amazing. Um, you know, I think a, a great thing we've, we've seen South Africa come together for a lot of things. But um, I remember the first year that we did Trans Startup really big um, was two years back, and we, you know, we launched this Lift Event campaign. It, we had a green and gold. It was with the World Cup, so we had this green and gold Lift Event thing, and people just donated a lot of funds for, for us to have this huge competition. And there's a company called Travel and Sports, which does the, these international sports tours for kids. So everyone donated for us to have this big thing, and it was awesome. 
Mpombi also was a uh, seventh player, also came there. He's actually from that area where we live, which is Pambistano. It's nearly sticky sticky for people that have been there. Mm. Um, so from there, it was obviously, <laughs> so sport is a lot of politics, mostly. So, so just to get the, the teachers certified on box smart courses was a bit of a hassle initially. But um, we've got about 40, um, 40 teachers from different schools in the area that have qualified for box smart courses. And they've been teaching roughly all around. Obviously, resources are okay, but people have donated balls and gear and so forth. So, um, yeah, it's been, so far, it's been amazing. Not, not uh, effortless. But we've got someone on the ground there, Revel, that does a lot of the coaching. Um, and yeah, so next year, we're going to make this thing a lot bigger. Obviously, it's been, it was a big intro to the thing. But, and this year, just, you know, getting people qualified, um, getting people kind of amped for what's lying ahead. So next year, it's going to be a big, get, a, get the news out there, see what we're doing. And get these kids also a bit recognized in other places in schools. Because there's a lot of talent and kids that, that are really good <laughs> with very little effort yeah. for getting them um, some exposure as well. Yeah, but it's been, it's been amazing. A lot of work, but good. But now, like, okay, Transcribe, you've been there. Um, there's massive space between, I mean, people getting to places and everything's a hill. Uh, but has, has transport been a big issue for your, your kids, or is this something you've obviously managed to kind of rectify with getting funds from various places? <laughs> yeah. I, I guess you've been the first guy. So transport is our biggest expense with anything. Um, to get, we, it's been cool. We've had a few taxi owners that you can phone and ask them for a quick lift. But obviously, if you have a big tournament, you have about 10 schools, so that's about 300 kids that need to get from uh, just just from the teams, not their supporters. Sometimes you get a bus and like you load on just <laughs> a bunch load of, of teachers and kids. But yeah, it's, it's about 300 odd kids that you need to get to a specific area, um, which is, that's probably our biggest expense of anything. It's just the transport of getting kids everywhere. And um, um, I, I, from yeah. there, because obviously when you look at funding, there's obviously yeah. there's things that money needs to go towards. So, you know, do you have like a plan, like a sort of priority list that are you, so you say next year when you get bigger and better, but do you yeah. have to have certain resources in place to get these checkpoints? Yeah, so, so Lisa Venn is growing a lot and, and our team has been putting in a lot of effort of challenging funds to the right things and, um, and where the need is mostly, which has been amazing. So Lisa Venn itself has been um, a lot of funding. We we have good partners. Aramex, um, who does, is a big career company, who's been phenomenal as well. So we're getting them on board. And then it's just, you know, a lot of people who support Lisa Venn as these open arts that have also... But it's also saying, you know, if you need help, just let us know. Um, we're kind of going to, you know, it's always been almost, I want to say like a faith thing, but it's been, it's always when something has happened, people have stepped up and helped us mm-hmm. a lot. So, yeah, but, but we'll obviously, obviously try and get the exposure as big as possible to get as many people as possible also involved. Because in the end, it's not just, you know, the transcribe is kind of being left in the dark with development overall. Um, but a lot of the country where, where you know, rugby itself is just a means to, to kind of get kids, as Boris said previously, to get them in school and yeah. um, to have them good more. So we started out just with one school and city kids, and those city kids were the only city kids that, that passed. 
that always passed every term. They were the kids that had the highest oh, school attendance, um, even higher than the, the, a lot of the teachers themselves. So um, it's yeah, it's a it's kind of a thing that I also say it has a snowball effect in a in a bigger spectrum. So if you get one kid, I don't want to say out of the trunk sky because that sounds bad, but and um, you get them a bit of exposure to a bigger place or a bigger South Africa or a bigger school that has things. You kind of it, it affects the whole family and everyone around them as well. So it inspires to help. So I think just that overall um, can can have a bigger effect on think, just kind of the for lack of a better term, the left behind South Africa when it comes to education, the sport. Yeah, I mean, that—that yeah. that is the, the one reason right there. That's why I always believe that sport and sport development is so important because it's not about the one kid running into a field one day. It's about the people he influences in their own life. Yeah, everyone's got something to look forward to. I know yeah. as a sports fan with very little to look forward to, like I miss that. I miss running out and playing. You know, I'm, I'm, not gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna start playing club rugby now and get punched by a burly 45 year old man, but it's nice to yeah. have that kind of stuff. And that's what sport gives us. Mm. Uh, Walton, if we do want to find out more about this, obviously I'll be asking Bo about the details later, but, um, where, where can people go if they do want to get in touch with what you have started here? Um, so people can go to list of All the things are not on there yet. Um, we recently restructured all of our website things to have all the content but we have all the content the resources everything on there but if people go to Lisa Vinopterotera they can sign off for our newsletter and then we'll send like we have weekly newsletters for people to find out more about what's going on at least then and the project etc um, or they can just mail us at info at listaven.terotera or rugby at listaven or I love rugby at listaven anything that you want to at listaven.terotera and we will get that, and then we'll update people as much as they want to. Or if they want to get involved, uh, some project going on in some other place with rugby, or have a lot of equipment that they want to send, so any means that they think they can help um, cool. these kids with amazing help. Cool. Well, dude, thanks so much for your efforts, and um, yeah, we'll chat about this next year again. Yeah, I'll- Perfect. I, so I, I, I do like to keep in touch with these things because everyone needs to know that these things don't, they do actually work. Yeah. These development programs, yeah. some, some of them have like this, this goodwill write-off or they tell this like yeah. get chicks or whatever. But when people actually see these things developing, that yeah. makes you want to give because yeah. it's going somewhere. And it's accountability. I think people need to be, especially people like us saying these things on public platform. We need to be held accountable sure. for, for, for the stuff we say we want to, uh, want to do. So I think you must do a live crossing next year from the Transcape Cup. We'll get you there. Yeah. I'm in. Cheers. Yeah, I'll have a big road trip over there. Thanks, man. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot, man. I, I was, I, I was in the Transcape this, this year. I, I enjoyed it. Cool. Look, I was mostly to fly my drone. I made Classic. some, I made some You're cool drone guy. videos. I am that guy. Yeah. It's all about me, <laughs> but it was actually pretty cool being there. And just, um, when you said that Transkai rugby, I was like, cheapest, you want to give yourself a harder task. I mean, firstly, well, w- w- where's the flat ground for a field? And well, secondly, I mean, your neighbor is two kilometers away, but that is what we need. We need kind of, you need the, I mean, we need to change things up to get different results. So sure. instead of, Letting kids practice on a flat field as we've been doing forever and look at the results at the moment. We need to let them practice <laughs> on a field that it goes uphill. I mean, wouldn't that bring different results? Ben, I'm asking you. I'm that, asking the country. It's, it's, a, it's a fair point. <laughs> so let's get back to this player's choice awards. Now you and Francois Fenta are, um, attached on this one. So yep. basically if you go onto facebook.com forward slash players choice awards, that thing I'll tell you about and you vote, 
you vote for Francois Fenter because yeah. you've already made your impassioned plea. I'm not going to ask you to do it again. <laughs> 50 grand can go to what we just yeah. spoke about now. About yeah. 50, 50 grand goes a long way to a region like Transkei we just spoke yeah. about now. And whether it be to, you know, firm up that transport, get the resources they need, 50 grand, I don't know what number you can put on how many kids' lives will change for that. But the yeah. thing is, it's going to do something. Yeah. So you've got to vote. Vote for Francois Fenter. People will go, yeah, but I want to vote for Sia Khaleesi and I want to vote for Kortnask or Sun. Yes, you could do that. The thing and, is, and they've got worthy charities, but <laughs> Boa came through today on his own accord. You just have to ask yourself, who's the best player in the team at the moment? And it's Francois Fenter. Just, just. Is that because he <laughs> <You're hasn't> not played? <laughs> he played, listen, Lazy's more. I know he played for 10 minutes, Look, but that it, 10 minutes was the best 10 minutes. Francois Fenter's played in more tournaments this year than anyone else. Exactly. So, I mean, you, you can love Sibylla Snatler, but has he played Pro 14? <laughs> and Francis from the Free State. Now, who doesn't like Bloemfontein and the Free State? Well, you mean you got me as a full house. <laughs> so you had me at Free State. <laughs> you, you had, you had me at Free State. Um, but yeah, you know, let's, let's move away a bit from this rugby. Let's, let's, let's talk drones. I'm sorry, but I, I've done so much already this show. We, we've, we've kicked but sport is out your, the pocket. Is your drone fixed now? Yeah. Yeah. 50,000 red light. It's amazing. <laughs> look, I mean, look, I, I don't make, I don't make light of the fact that we're talking sports development. It's just that, um, you know, post here, we're probably going to end up talking Rugby World Cup and that, you don't need to talk about that anymore. So that's why I want to take it to drones. Let's go. Now, your life, if you follow you on Instagram, which is yeah. quite something, your life is, is action packed. People say to me, oh, I've been in your life. You know, you're here, there, you're everywhere, you're doing such cool stuff. Now you're watching a U Grand movie, now you're in the Transcape. What's 70, happening, guys? 70% of the time, I'm watching TV with my cat. Seriously, ask me houses. The two of us, <laughs> we're tight, and then I feed her. Living the good life. So, dude. yeah, I do live a good life, but your life does look very interesting. So, you're involved, obviously, music is your, your primary. Yeah, music is my main, uh, um, income business. Uh, I, I produced, uh, three films, Afrikaans films the last, uh, three years, and the, the one is coming out in two weeks, and the other one is coming out in July next year. Um, but mainly, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I always say like, I'm like a social, uh, I'm like a, uh, art, entrepreneur. It's like a stupid millennial word, entrepreneur. We're like, Famous. I never heard that. You're like an entrepreneur in the arts. So that's kind of, uh, my vibe is like doing different things in arts. But I must say, like, having all these different things on the table isn't always, um, the best way. Like, the focus is, the, the focus is too scattered. And, um, if you spend 20% on everything, that's, you're gonna get 20% results. So well, I wanted, it's like you're talking about my life right now. Exactly. That's why I'm here today. It's intervention to tell you, you need to focus more <laughs> on the right things. So I wanna, I wanna scale down, but, um, but it's it's amazing to work in the arts. It's amazing to work in an industry where um where you can create and what you create brings uh puts food on the table. And especially in a time like like today, 2017, with all the crazy stuff happening uh, socially, politically, it's a, it's an awesome environment to 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 um just to put different narratives on the table to know that uh, the stuff you're gonna say people are there's a there's a platform to be heard and there comes responsibility with that but I that's what I love the most is like being an active citizen and using the arts to put something on the table that is different. Yeah, it's a, it's a good phrase that no matter what your language is, your mother tongue, active citizen is something that people I think strive to be, but they don't know really how to be. Yeah. So you're using the arts. Yeah. And you're using ability to give back through sports development, yeah. that kind of stuff, which is admirable. Yeah. I think a lot of people believe, well, I can't sing. I can't dance. I'm not as attractive as Hugh Grant. Where do I give back as an active citizen? Well, yeah. it's small things like giving to like development academies. It's small things like voting for this. Yeah. Players to, I mean, 
there is no level. You don't get, it's not like when you're on discovery vitality and you don't get to gold status and then literally they discard you. Yeah. And literally yeah. they treat you like you got exactly. one leg. Exactly. Yeah. You know, about being active citizen is a variety of things, but also make it in line with something that you enjoy. Therefore, you've got staying power with this. It's like with you, you know what your thing is in life and therefore you're active with that. Yeah. People just don't seem to want to find their thing because they're happy to just sit on the couch yeah. and just sling cuck on Twitter. And it's easy. And it's, I mean, if you if you say you're going to do something, there's that there's a TED talk about when you say you're going to do something, there's already like a certain amount of satisfaction. So if I tell you here, I'm climbing Kilimanjaro next year, you're going to be like, oh my word, that's so amazing. I already received so much satisfaction that I'm, I won't even do it because I'm already feeling amazing about myself. If you're saying, oh, I'm going to adopt a baby, you're getting praises. So, so I think social media does that is you, you say you, you, you get stuff off your chest and you bitch and moan, but, but saying stuff you're going to do and then don't do it, you already get the satisfaction. So that we make stuff inactive citizens in a way. Exactly. Yeah. But don't you think it's time for an Afrikaans TED talk? I th- <laughs> what should we call it? Peter, um, Peter Prat. Call it a, a, a Kobus Prat. <laughs> And then you get inspirational people to put their hands together, like contemplative sense, speaking slow sentences, and then getting a rising applause. Uh, dude, I don't, I don't know if you followed like Black Monday, but the Afrikaner was so divided on that day. Yes, it was crazy, dude. So maybe we need the Afrikaans day talk. Peter, I don't the know. Peter Plot. Peter Plot. We're gonna coin it. that. But so listen, listen to this. I spoke to a friend yesterday. You know that Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, speech about I had a dream. There were 300,000 people. How do 300,000 people rock up for a speech without social media? How did they pull that off? Well, because there was no TV, there was no internet. But, I mean, these no, days... No, but it, it was quite funny. You'd think those things that would be inhibitors, they were enablers of that because there was nothing else to do. Yeah, true. Radio was cuck in those days. <laughs> there was nothing on TV. As a black American, there's actually very little to do. I mean, there you weren't allowed to play a lot of sports. Yeah. You weren't exactly... Given decent but jobs. word of mouth, dude, that's crazy. Exactly. Well, probably there were flyers at well. Look, flyers. when people are pissed off as well, they also galvanize towards the cause. Yeah, true. But that's that's something to think about and go. Listen, we're so hopped up on all the social media stuff, and every second social justice warrior that's actually doing nothing. It's just tra- trending doesn't mean changing. No. So every day these these kids trend, but it's like, listen, you're changing nothing. Exactly. You just your timeline is, is famous, but you're doing nothing to the narrative or the discourse. And I think that's something to take away from from history. Is like, what's important? Exactly, not this whole look at me thing. So this podcast, you said you you recently started a podcast. Yeah, it's been going for the, five almost weeks? two months. Yeah, okay, I've got there's, on late. The, there's 14 episodes. I drop one each week, and it's it's basically difficult conversations um, uh, with whoever. Like you've I've, already started the Peter Pratt then. <laughs> Damn it! I should have changed it. I should have called it Peter Pratt. It's all yours. You I'm have, gonna have to have start it. it now. But it's basically it's difficult conversations about about race about religion about politics about whatever because like i'm saying we live in such an interesting country where we don't want to talk about these things like we there's this race debate quote i think but within sports teams no one's talking about it. i want to know if within the Springmore camp there's talks where alistair talks to people about well, what I don't it's think like talks is, talks is never there he's always in rambo <laughs> that studio he's, he's always he's, taking he's, good he's things he's got someone's bry on but i mean that. like no. even in in like the afrikaans music industry where i'm at you get Steve Offer and you get Rafense. Now Rafense is a top-selling artist in South Africa, uh, a 20-year-old um, uh, black kid that's phenomenal uh, songwriter, uh, vocalist. And you get Steve Offer, which is like super controversial. And they're performing together and touring together. And Steve is like, he wants to pull out the the old flag and he wants to sing this theme. But I'm, but that's all fun and games. But I'm interested in like 
get them to talk. Mm. Let Steve talk to the fence's parents about apartheid and how uh, shitty it was. And then, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's easy to, on the surface, to, to tread and have fun and entertain. But I'm more interested in what, what's beneath that and how we take things forward. And with, especially in sports as well. Like, I want to, I wish I could have like conversations with like old school Springboks, like way back and talk to Alistair or like Peter de Villiers on like why they couldn't be in the Springbok team because it wasn't a talent thing. It was a skin color thing. Exactly. And just get, just so we can understand transformation and the difficulties behind it, but there's no, no one's talking about it. So I'm just like throwing myself in like difficult conversations. This is a pretty broad question and I don't expect you or anybody to have the answer for this, but what do you think? In light of what's gone on in Springbok Rugby for the last year, what do you think is the most difficult conversation that could be had within their structure right now? Not within fans calling them cuck and bitching about flying economy or whatever. What do you reckon is the most difficult conversation in Saru right now? Uh, and, and it's not the World Cup not coming yeah, to us. There's, there's sure. something internally not so lekker about that thing. So if the, if you were to have the mm. Peter Pratt about this, what would it be? <laughs> I love that Peter Pratt. Yo, dude, that is a flipping good question. Cause I think this, I think there's so, uh, there's, there's so, there's so many things. I think definitely. I'll put it this way. Alistair Garcia gets fired right now. I don't think it changes anything. Yeah. Because you're going to have someone that was the right guy to get the job. Turns out he wasn't. Personal, not personal. I think that horse is bolted now. But is it going to be someone else who's going to be Alistair Garcia? Peter Zavillas. He came into the system. How do you go from being the, the coach of the highest team in the country to basically maybe asking for coke money at UWC the next season. Yeah. You know, like, so in my understanding, there's a difficult conversation that needs to be had in sorry. And I want to find what it is. So I can maybe start probing in an area sure. where something happens. That is, that is flipping good question. Dude, Cause either it starts with, with all the Yuri Roo stuff and the, the dodgy, uh, like business corrupt stuff on that side, or it, or it goes, or it's about like, uh, development issues like in bigger like uh, like I, I'm I'm not clued up enough to know how biggest issue politics play meaning is it a thing Alistair picks his team and then government intervenes and go listen no you need to fire those four players and put these four in like I don't know if it practically actually works like that when people say there's politics and sports I understand the the quota system in terms of um, how many players of color I understand it but maybe I think that for me is a I'm passionate about is to 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 hear if players can talk about it and the players can be openly because I know Pete Van Sale recently just quit rugby. I don't know if you if you if you read that the Blue Bulls scrum off. He kind of yeah, it did seem like a strange story. Yeah, and and he was he he kind of had that angle where it's like um he, he just couldn't he couldn't deal with all the the ups and downs of like being in the team and not being in the team yeah. and being promised you're going to be a Supremo and so on. So um. I'm gonna go with I have no idea where to start with with what I what I think should um should uh should they start talking about. I'm always interested in why these why why they always stay at the nicest hotels and like they always have their pre pre tour camp whatever in like um a Monte Casino in Santon, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, there's amazing hotels in Soweto, there's amazing fields where they can do as well. If you wanna if you wanna represent the country, you need to be surrounded by the whole country, whether about like the whole demographic, and not the whole time. Like every World Cup send off is like at Ravonia, at like Rosebank or um, Sandton City. It's never there's not a send off at like Suweta or like Orlando Stadium. I mean, so these stupid small little things that I that I feel like I know it's a financial thing probably, but I feel you need to be surrounded and you need to see how the whole country kind of operates to understand who you're playing for 
I, well, I, th- I think you're touching on a very important point here. So yesterday, when France somehow stole, call it what it is, I don't, I don't trust the French. They I'm, have the I'm, money. They I'm just, looking to impress the French. They just promised more money. Exactly. So when that news broke, majority of Twitter, majority of people in South Africa were like, "Well, what the hell?" Robert Marawa, who is someone who I, I do appreciate sporting knowledge of, because he just he doesn't really pander to people he said this is a great triumph yay well done france and he was being serious like he was he was happy about this and he's got good insights around things so unlike most people in twitter who would just go oh yeah do us whatever whatever i'm trying to see from his perspective because in my mind yes there's so many things that are wrong about sa sport right now sa rugby in particular but if we get a world cup we can work towards something and we can right those wrongs while creating jobs giving hope that kind of stuff so there's my very simplistic understanding he's saying well these guys don't deserve it not enough black coaches, not enough black administrators, not enough players in prominent positions. Why is there not more black captains, that kind of stuff? And you look at that and you go, that's that's spot on because you're talking about being inclusive. The, yeah. the sport sounds a little bit too exclusive. Mm. And maybe this is what needs to happen before we get a World Cup. But then it's like, well, now we've got we, – we lose both ways because not getting a World Cup – it doesn't then ensure that we become more inclusive. Yeah. So it's it's a bit of a it's a tough situation. And we also we we we're very small small picture minded. We always work towards the, the next World Cup. It's always like a four year plan. So we win it or we don't win it, then we start again. Yeah. What's, the, what's the next four year plan? But I'm but I'm but I don't understand the thinking. Like, CI is like the Stormers captain. Why, yeah. why wouldn't he be the Supremo captain? And you pick Etzebet, that's, that's, that's pretty, like, probably a great guy, I don't know him, but it's not the kind of leader that's here. Yeah, it's like this, there's small little stupid things that I always feel like easy way to kind of. There are some easy wins out there, to put yes, it very bluntly, you're right. There's easy wins that aren't being taken. I mean, you got a guy like Andres Kutsia. He's not setting that team alight. Warwick Galant, the future, there's an easy win for Andres a selection. Is here, though. Yeah, I'm gonna, you gotta incredible, look good. Yeah. Cheap as he's in full flight. It's the thing of beauty. It really is. But hey, let's not be selfish. That's not why we watch rugby. <laughs> That's why the be. girls watch rugby. Everyone needs to be satisfied, Ben. You're so selfish. <laughs> it is, but there's easy wins out there. Anyway, look, I, I, I could chat to you f- for years about this. And, um, what I will say about this whole rugby world cup thing in conclusion, and I'm going to write about this because that's what I do, I write. I, I can't sing or you act write, like you. You go write this. Just write the hell out of this. <laughs> um, there is many perspectives to have. So don't go onto Twitter and shout people down. I think we can learn a lot. Even if I always believe you can even learn from dumb people. Me <laughs> saying someone's dumb is very um, subjective, of course. <laughs> okay. But learn from everyone out there. There's a lot of perspectives that you can learn from. And maybe not getting this World Cup is maybe a reality check to say, look, we need. there's a lot more needs to happen in SA rugby right now. Becoming more inclusive. Getting easy wins, whatever it is. Mm. Having different conversations. The Pete Plots over the Bry. Let's have them. <laughs> let's have them. Yeah. More importantly, let's have more of you. Where can we find you online? Mm. Uh, on all the social media platforms, uh, Tinder, Grinder. It's just under. <laughs> no, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> so Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, just under type for all of that. <laughs> just at. I'm married, man. Um, just at the uh, at Burbosh. Uh, that's pretty much where you'll find me. And on leaftevent.ca.za and all the leaftevent. Yeah. At all the platforms as well. Okay, let's be thorough for dumbasses like me. Let's spell that out. Otherwise, okay. So my name be- is Bower, B-O-U-W-E-R. Yeah. B-O-S-C-H. Bower Bosch. Well, there's, you're not going to find another Afrikaans. I don't think there's a lot of Bowers out there. So well, especially since you start the Pete Crouch. You'll be exactly. the only one. I mean, I'm super famous. Your, your Google searches now are going to go through the roof. <laughs> exactly. When you get that. So yeah, it's just Bower Bosch on all the platforms and, um, yeah. 
I'm there. All right. That is the Barnes Show for this week. Big thanks to Graham, who I somehow <laughs> hijacked onto the show here. Uh, and of course, my guest in studio, who is here the whole time. Um, but yeah, more of the Barnes Show next week, Thursday. We are coming towards the end of the year and, uh, we've got lots of in- interesting things to get into, but, uh, keep it on the Bounce. Let's do the website. Otherwise, follow me on Twitter at follow the bounce, the bounce on Instagram and then YouTube at follow the bounce. There's a video about colorful cars where, again, I interview fun, interesting people who are much smarter than me on topics. So get onto that. Tell your friends to subscribe too, because let's be honest, no one cares about you unless you've got a million subscribers. I'm about 999. I, I, I need subscribers. Less is more, Ben. No, not on, not on YouTube. Go on, dude. Less is more with facial hair. <laughs> You're the ready page of bloggers in terms of game time. Less is more. She feels okay. Well, on that backhanded compliment, <laughs> that's about show for this week. More on Cliff Central coming up. Otherwise, if you are listening to a podcast and you are on the website, look around. Look around. It always makes me look good if you look around. Um, and now I'm going to randomly pick a song to play out. Cliffcentral.com.